Right, guys, welcome. Today we have a really special guest and a different kind of guest, to be honest with you. One that has diversified his talents from being a vlogger and author, and now he's the director at Rogue Interactive. But something that people will, will want to know is that he also started off as a gaming programmer. It's Gary Burfield Wallace. How are you doing, mate? Hello. <laughs> Thank you. It's all good. Yeah, I've forgotten about the gaming programming. I mean, that was a, that was a very long time ago. <laughs> what what made you what we'll start we'll start back then what made you want to get into uh programming you know as well as you say a very long time ago it was kind of a i suppose it was the beginning of a a a way that my life would go which is i'd find something that would interest me that would be a hobby and i would end up making money out of it um not not intentionally at first but it's one of those things, and in the face of the gaming, it was, it, it's, it was back in the... I remember this very, very well indeed, because I won a car at the local Donkey Derby. Uh, wow. Bear with me on this. And you, it, it was, I had to throw six sixes with, on a dice, and it was just... Oh, it was a horrible experience. It really was. I didn't <laughs> want to win it, um, but I did. Anyway, um, and then I failed my driving test the week after. So I sold the car. <laughs> um, I also had, it was back in the day when I had no chance of getting, a, not long left school, no chance of getting a job. Um, and I saw this ZX81 thing in Smith's. I had no idea what it was, really. It looked interesting. I had some money, so I bought it. Um, and I started fiddling around with it. I quickly um, progressed to a Sinclair ZX Spectrum. And I learned to program. I learned to program in machine code, which is um, the, 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 the language of the computer itself. Um, and very quickly wrote um, some, some little games. And then I wrote this thing for school, for, for school children. It was a spelling program. And um, just for a bit of fun, I sent it into a, um, a company um, and they sold it and it went into schools. And I got royalties oh. for it. And it was like, oh, oh, I, oh, I enjoy this. I can actually make money out of it. <laughs> and hey, so the gaming or the programming for games actually started there. Um, now, you said that you said you had no chance of getting a, a job. Was that what 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 do you mean by that? Did you did you leave? Did you leave school early? Like I left school on fourth year, I think, and I definitely had no chance of getting a job. But what 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 <laughs> what made you what made you say that? What did you were you so where where before like you left school and you I've never won anything quite like that before in a competition, mind you. But before before that, where did um. Where, where did your school like because obviously programming you, you must have had a talent for like technology slash because obviously you weren't offered but we'll, we'll talk about that you are an offer we'll talk about that in a bit but where did the where did that talent kind of come from like absolutely no idea it was a complete surprise to everybody including me because <laughs> I mean I during my last year of school I would go into school every morning I would register and then I would walk straight out the front gates and go home. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, I left with one grade four CSE. That was it. <laughs> you oh, know, um, I really was not academic. Um, I absolutely hated the tested school. Um, so, and didn't see the point. 
So, and if I don't see the point, I don't do something. I don't, I don't do it. <laughs> and that's that, you know. Um, so this whole thing of um, this, this natural ability for, for um, understanding computers or understanding computer languages was a complete and utter surprise. Wow. So like you said, so you said you left school. So did you go to college or anything like that after school? Or what, what was your path like? After, what was your path like? Path like after that? Uh, okay. Uh, cool. We're going back a very long time. <laughs> uh, left school. Um, I got a job which I, as a um, assistant in a greengrocer's, which mm-hmm. I think I held that job down for about two weeks. <laughs> um, didn't like that very much. Um, I then um, ended up working as a um, uh, a trainee exhaust fitter. At some now I did, I did other bits and pieces. I never had a job for very long. I did other bits and pieces. I had did a thing as a trainee exhaust fitter. I then um, managed to at some point get myself on a course as a um, motor vehicle repair and maintenance. It was uh, one of these government back schemes i think they call it tops or something Uh, and um i came out as a qualified uh, it was an intensive course it was something i did for six months to come out as a qualified motor mechanic um didn't really i mean something i thought i would probably enjoy because i was you know um not really you know something i could do but i didn't necessarily enjoy it it was a job um, although I finished that, um, came out as a qualified mechanic, but I actually had no chance of getting a job because there just weren't any, because in those days there just weren't any jobs about anyway, which is why these government schemes were kicking around to get people off the dole. Um, so, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's why I had no chance of a job because there just weren't any jobs around, even though I was supposedly qualified. Yeah. So what what did you do for money then? Like, how did this is this where the kind of the the when in the car comes in and then the programming and stuff? Was it was it that early? Was it, you know, that early that earlier on when you were younger or was it like, you know, was it further down the line than that? Did you have a couple of like years where you did kind of the odd job type thing again? No, no, no. That's that. That's kind of where things started, where I started to discover that um, if I enjoyed something, um i could make money out of it i could turn it into to earning a living in, wow. in some way i mean from 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 there from being a games programmer I, I, um that sort of eventually fizzled out because because you I, I kind of got caught up in the end of the boom period uh, where people made a lot of money from games mm-hmm. um and i i didn't make a lot of money from games i was just just missed the wagon, <laughs> just 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 missed it. Just you know, tried to jump on the train and missed. <laughs> Never mind. Um, it was from from there, uh, um, from doing that. I then applied for a job as a because I I knew I was into computers then, and I applied for a job as a computer technician. Uh, um, uh, not a computer technician. What do they call it? A uh, computer operator. All right. Okay. Uh, for a local company um and i went along to the interview um and this interview went on for about two and a half hours um very bizarrely 
Um, um, and I was eventually offered a job, but not as a computer, to, not as a computer operator, but as a consultant for them. Because wow. uh, they wanted to bring, they wanted, because this is when PCs were starting to come into offices and they were starting to, um, to start to use them more. Mm. Um, and they wanted to computerize their operation a lot more. And I seem to know an awful lot about it because it, it all made sense to me. Um, this is also the beginning of the web as well this is where things started to take off on, on that thing and i knew a bit about i knew a fair bit about that i was able to basically i talked myself into a job that they didn't know that they had <laughs> a position they didn't know they had um and i started off as a consultant um and that's where my computer career really really began to take off mm. um um and i eventually and, and and it it was very it was a very bizarre position because i was not employed as an employee but as a freelance consultant but okay. with but they gave me an office and a desk um and um you know and it was a fair amount of money as well <laughs> which was really odd so but that's where it started i suppose so you've always kind of had the the gift of I call it the gift of knowing what you actually like. You only kind of do what you kind of feel that's worth your time, and also you kind of do only do what you love. It is it is kind of a gift to be able to recognize that. To be honest with you, but what what like what what made you jump from computer programming? Because I guess you you did as you said you did computer program for a long time, but what made you jump from computer programming? Then to doing what you do, then to doing what, which I found really interesting that you told me, but then to doing like the YouTube and the vlogging and stuff like that. And then, and the photography, what, cause that's like two different YouTube is obviously more computer, but jumping from that to that, it's like two different mediums. What, what made you jump from computer programming to that type of stuff? I, it's yes, you're right. I did it for a very, very long time. Mm. Um, and eventually, um, I, I suppose after many, 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 many years of doing that, um, I'll tell you what, the best way I can explain it is to tell you a story because it was kind of accidental. Yeah, okay, on you go, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm interested. Now you said it's, it's accidental, kind of, I'm interested. <laughs> right. What happened is, um, is I went on a... Um, we did a, a, a road trip. We went to Southern Ireland. I always wanted to go to Southern Ireland. Went to Southern Ireland for the weekend. Um, decided to drive, so I didn't fly. Decided to drive there. So um, just left um, with with, uh, with my wife. We, we were just driving um, on the M because I lived in uh, Crawley then. I was driving on the M23. Mm. Um, basically, had a twelve-hour journey ahead of me. Uh, wow. pretty much driving the entire time and um she my wife made this comment she said wouldn't it be good if we had one of those because then we could take the dogs with us because i had a couple of dogs then um mm -hmm. now she had seen a motorhome mm -hmm. i had seen a camper van right <laughs> <laughs> um the, 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 it, it comes out as to why why, why that's significant mm -hmm. anyway and I went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, there's a bit of a problem with telling me, saying something like that to me when all I can do is drive 
And the only other thing I can do is think. So after 12 hours, by the time we've got to um, Southern Ireland, this whole idea has taken on an entire world of its own. It has grown in my head like this little seed has grown and grown and grown. And now I'm absolutely fascinated with the whole idea. Mm. So I start doing some research into um, getting a camper van. She still thinks it's a motorhome. I'm still thinking a camper van. Never mind. Um, <laughs> and, and I come across this whole this concept called full timers. What's that? And these are people that have moved into their motorhome or the camper van, left their house and moved into it permanently to live. And I start looking at it and I start realising as doing the figures that it's so much cheaper to live that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long uh, sort of, uh, well, short story long, or long story <laughs> short. Um, within three months, I have given up living in a house. We have moved into a motorhome. Because by the, by because the, by then we've sorted out the difference. <laughs> we've moved into a, a motorhome and we're driving off into the distance, having just like burnt all our bridges, given up the house because I was renting then. So um, and um, off we went in this motorhome because I could I could work remotely, so it didn't matter where I was as long as I had an internet connection. Um, and I went to a lot of trouble to make sure I would always have an internet connection. Um, so had had all of that. Um, this is this is all in a book that I wrote, um, Life on the Road. Yeah, I was um, going to ask you about your offer. Yeah, stuff in yeah, a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just remember. Yeah, so so if you actually want to read the story, um, the first half of the book is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the number of things that that happened to us and and, and the disasters and stuff like that are absolutely hilarious. Um, But and and I think it was all down to attitude as well, because I decided that if anything went wrong, um, well, I'd laugh about it. I'd find it funny. Um, and I'd fix it because I'm, I'm always I've always been a solutions orientated person. So I don't worry about things that are going to happen. I sort the things out that have just happened. You know, I find a solution. Not everyone likes my solutions, but hey, that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I've solved it. Um, so. Um, so this is what I started. So, so we started traveling. And I started to discover the love of travel. Um, and seeing new places and over a period of time and, and then one of the things that um, that did discover um, and, and, it, and it's brilliant really discovered that if you don't have television to watch uh, especially when we went abroad because I mean we had a TV in the, in the van but you know all you could pick up was foreign channels once you're abroad mm. <laughs> so um, there's other things you can do, like you can read. Um, the love of reading started to, you know, really sort of like capture me and I started to really enjoy books. Um, and you, you know how you say, how how you hear people say, everyone's got a book in them? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. 
It's true. Surprisingly, and I never thought I did, but I had books in me. <laughs> you know, and the first obvious thing was to, to, to write about my, my travels um, and what's going on. Um, and eventually I moved on through other things. And then um, I wrote a, um, a, a book called Zantauth, which is a, um, a fantasy adventure. Um, and I kind of enjoyed doing that. Because um, the other thing that you do when you when you travel around um, is you take photographs, mm. um, and um, I'd always sort of like enjoyed taking photographs. I mean, all throughout my life, I'd, I'd sort of like had periods where I'd have a um, a few months where I'd be sort of like taking photographs, enjoying it, and then I put it away and forget all about it. Didn't bother, mm. but now I started to get a little bit more serious about photography and doing stuff because uh, the other thing in all my research and um, looking at, at um, motoring I, I sort of discovered YouTube and these other people these YouTubers um, and I thought oh that's something I could do you know I, I could help other people with some of the things because there's because we found that when you travel around you you, you meet a lot of other people in motorhomes and, and camper vans and um, tents and, and other stuff. And, and you're always swapping stories, swapping ideas. And I found that I was always quite often helping people. You know, people would, would be out, for, you know, like we'd be on a campsite and somebody would uh, turn up with their motorhome that they'd never been in before <laughs> and actually hadn't got a clue how to get the uh, toilet cassette out. <laughs> you know, so I'd be around there, I'd be showing them how to do it and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. And you'd be helping people all the time. So I started a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because of my technical skills, um, publishing and all that sort of stuff was actually quite easy for me. Um, in front of the camera, I was, yeah, started off being really awful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, so you really, never start really off awful. being the best. So, I mean, yeah, you say that. But something I'm interested about, though, is I don't mean to butt into you because it's no. it's a re- it's really it's really interesting actually because you're one of the only people I've spoke to that kind of like their life and the way the way they've went about that they've again you've always done what you love but everything's kind of has that connection to it like you went traveling so you started YouTube and because you were traveling it was photography but then obviously because you were traveling you didn't have TV it was and what I really want to get into is your author because that intrigues me but what what like say like obviously you're saying you have a good outlook on it as if you didn't look at problems you knew you knew they were going to happen so you'd solve them where, where did that come from because most people are like when problems come out they get stressed and lose motivation and things like that so what what how did you keep your motivation and stuff and keep keep going after these difficult things were happening because that as you probably know that could put a lot of people off doing what they want to do absolutely it, it, it's I've always been a solutions oriented person. I've also always been a very calm, but mm. I deal with things very well. One of the things that you've you probably not picked up is I spent an, uh, a number of years as a, um, as a venture scout leader. I then went on to um, be part of a scout or a, a, a scout um it was a search and rescue um, organization linked to the scouts mm-hmm. um, where I became a first aider 
Um, I then moved on to um, join St. John Ambulance. Um, and there was a number of times where I had instances that people would have fallen apart in. For example, there was, um, and this was nothing, this was when I was with St. John Ambulance, so I was qualified first aider, um, but I was the first on scene of a major accident um, down in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was and literally, the vehicles had just stopped, and, and literally had just stopped um, moving when I turned up, and they were spread over a large area. And it was a nut, it was about eight vehicles. And Damn. I just took over and I just did what I was trained to do. Mm. Um, and as the various services turned up, um, first of all, one policeman, and then um, I spoke to him from that sort of like four or five ambulances were called, the fire brigade were called, the um, air ambulance was called. Um, based on my assessment of all the casualties. Mm. Um, I just dropped back and dropped back and dropped back. And it wasn't until afterwards that I drove away. I then, excuse me, (laughs) I then had to pull over because Mm. I fell apart. Oh, sorry, Mike. So I deal with things when they have to be dealt with, and I'm very good at that. It's, and then I deal with myself afterwards. Um, sorry, it's not no, no, like it's, me. No, no, it's all good. Sorry to hear that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, no. I mean, but anyway, that, yeah. As it turns out, um, I did read in the paper that the one guy that was really badly hurt never made it. Oh, damn! Well, rest uh, in peace, him. Yeah, um, I didn't really get too much. He was. Um, uh, he was one of the last casual. He was one of the last cars I went to, and I realised he'd had a, a basically a steering wheel had gone through his chest. Um, Damn. And as I was assessing him, this woman turned up. I'm a doctor, uh, you know, announced herself as a doctor, and I went, "He's all yours," and walked away. <laughs> you know, um, I left the doctor to deal with it because she was eminently more qualified than me. Thank heavens, um, you know. I mean, I cleared his airway and stuff like that, and I was trying to get things sorted out. But anyway, that's that's uh, neither here nor there. Wow, so, that's, that's some story, right? Wait, so going back to what you're saying, where do I get that from? I don't know. That's just me. That's my personality makeup. Is that when something goes wrong, I fix it. I deal with it. Um, don't and worry yes, about it or that or yeah i've come across quite a few people that have had um you know sort of like problems uh, uh, things have broken uh, you know uh, uh, what they would consider as a major disaster and they're falling apart and i've sorted it out you know i've gone no don't be silly look just look it goes in this way round <laughs> yeah or whatever um and that's it but that that's just that's just me i just you know, I, I suppose I like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you certainly have a different. I mean, that's it's very different to actually have the the guts to go in a motorhome and because obviously that's quite a different. Um, it's a, a 
I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a different kind of like way of life, really, technically, you could say. But so what, oh, with, yeah. with that, did you get any like, not from, um you know, did you know, you said your wife was with you, not from her necessarily, but did you get any negative, like negativity from, because I know what you're going to say and how you dealt with it. You're quite a strong hearted person, but did you get, how did, did you get any negativity from people? And if you didn't deal with it the same way you dealt oh. with the other stuff, how did you deal with it? Well, actually, do you know what? That that's the that's the interesting thing, because when when I uh, when I first started looking at the, at you know sort of giving up the house, giving up everything, and moving into a motorhome, I thought I was struggling to find some uh, catches with it. You know, what's the catch? Mm-hmm. So I started asking friends, I started asking family and stuff like that, and everyone said, "Yeah, great, go for it." Yeah, what a great idea. And I'm thinking, no, 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 please, can you stop being supportive? Give me a reason not to do it. And this was one of the biggest problems, is that everyone was going, yes, what a great idea. I'm thinking, it's not helpful. I need to know why I shouldn't do it. But that's the thing. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find a reason not to do it. You know, I mean, even... If you think about it, right, okay, you're in a vehicle and that's your home, mm-hmm. right? Things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. You're in a house and that's your home. Things can go wrong. There's no difference. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the difference is, and, and, and I had this a couple of times, I think I was in, um, where was I? Lake District. And... Um, had a a, um, a fault come up with the engine, so I t- so I actually took it to the nearest dealer, explained the problem, explained this was our home, we live in it, and they went, oh yeah, we will sort that out now for you. Then took it out the back, had a look, come back, said it's going to take us, um, it's going to take about four or five hours, uh, and they were lovely. They run us into town. So we could go walk around the nearest town and go and have a look, get some food and stuff like that. When they were ready, they rang us up. They come and got us, took us back. And bless them, they'd washed all the van and everything <laughs> as well. You know, it was great. Um, yeah, it cost a couple hundred quid to have it fixed. But then again, a new roof on the house would have cost a few thousand or whatever. You know, things will go wrong. Things get broken. So what does it matter? What's the difference? Wow, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, the 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 way you look at stuff and that is 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 quite impressive. Again, you don't necessarily worry about issues. It's, if something's going to happen, there's no point. It's like when people say that, you know, when they know that a bad thing's going to happen, then they worry about it and they get nervous and they, they can't stop thinking about it. But that doesn't seem to. I was going to say that doesn't seem to be the case with you. You don't. You don't. If some. If you know something's going to happen, you probably get prepared to fix it. So when it happens, you fix it and then that's it. That's it. It's just, just, yeah, I mean, I think through things, I think, oh, what if this happens? Well, okay, well, let's think of a plan. Let's think of a way of fixing that. Uh, what if that happens? It's, uh, you know, um, and it's always about you, you just find the solution. You don't mm. worry about things, but yet but yet think about them. I, I'm not saying don't, don't think about bad things that could happen. Mm. No, no, do think about bad things that could happen, but think about how you could solve them. Because then if it does happen, you've already got the solution. 
I mean, another incident was, was when I just got, when, um, I got uh, a camper van, uh, Mercedes Sprinter. Um, I had a problem with that. Um, took it into a garage. They couldn't fix it that day, but they were quite happy to let me sleep in the car park in it. Wow. Great. No problem. Well, I could, <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite impressive. I think, I think a question that people will want to know, like that are viewing and listening then, is, okay, that's how you deal with stuff. Has there ever been a time where you've got prepared to deal with something and then it hasn't worked out? Like it hasn't necessarily, you haven't, you haven't, the plan, you had a plan and then it hasn't worked or, or necessarily that something has happened that you weren't and you didn't know what was going to happen rather than, you know, being as strong as you are and knowing you could kind of do something. Oh, there's always surprises. There's always surprises. There's things don't always work out the way you expect them. It's just about being adaptable. You know, don't, don't panic. That, that's the first rule of thumb. Don't panic. You know, um, don't panic. Sit down, have a cup of tea, think it through, and then action it and deal with it. There's no point, you know. Um, there was somebody I met not so long ago, and they were they, they were like one of my dogs used to be a real panicker. <laughs> you know, if anything happened, it would be like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you know, and, and this person was just like that, absolute panicker. And um, <laughs> I almost thought it was funny. I didn't laugh. I mean, it wasn't, you know, that would be cruel. Um, I could have done because <laughs> they were so funny. But that's, you know, and they don't achieve anything. They don't get anywhere with anything. You know, they panic, they shout and scream. Um, but I think they've learned that someone will then sort it out for them by doing that uh, rather than sort it out themselves. <laughs> uh, but that's, wow. you, you know, I, I think that's just that sort of personality. That's that, that sort of person. But I'm not like that. I'm a, I'm a solutions orientated person. If something goes wrong, I fix it. Or Does I find that, a way. <laughs> Does that come from your, um, your kind of computer background of when you started? Because if something did go wrong in that, you do need to have a solution. You can't just like leave it lying and not do anything. But you do need to have a solution does does that ability come from that or is it of you just genuinely always kind of been like that no i think that's just me i think that's just my personality makeup i'm just somebody that would just find the solution to things um i don't know mate may, maybe the maybe the programming does help i think the programming i don't know whether the programming made me a logical thinker or whether i was already a logical thinker so i was good at programming that's a good point. Never thought about that. <laughs> Making you think. You know, I think I just think in, in logical terms. Everything is very sort of like fairly simple and black and white with me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I suppose there's bits of grey on the edges, but um, mind you, with a beard, it's it is going grey. But yeah, no, I, I think that's just me. That's just my personality. Yeah, yeah. So one thing uh, I did leave it till the end. Obviously, I said that um, to everybody that you were an author, and I wanted to leave that bit to the end because that bit intrigues me. So well, I'd I'd love to talk about that. So you be with being an author. Obviously, it's a, an obvious, a really, really obvious thing to say is that a book obviously has many pages, but it has not necessarily. And I don't mean the number. I mean like pages, as in it has 
meaning behind it and things like that have you always kind of like wrote about what means most to you or is it what you necessarily like you just thought of something and been like let let me write a story about that type of thing some people okay um some people say you should should write about what you know mm-hmm. others have always said write about what you don't know because then you learn about things um and i suppose it, it, it it's my Book's got some depth in that I wrote wrote about what I knew. I wrote about what I know. I mean, in the first book, in the book um, uh, um, Life on the Road, mm-hmm. uh, that's about what I know. That's me. That that's my me telling the story. But my fantasy adventure, well, that's got elements of things that I love and I know because I, I I like fantasy books. Mm-hmm. Um, I like fantasy stories. Um, but then there's things in it that I had to do some research on. I had to think about because um, I, I it's like there's a there's a monkey in it, and I wanted to get the details of this monkey correct. But in part, it's based on something I knew because it was actually in part it's based on the macaques from in Gibraltar. Oh wow. Uh, which are which are which are the, the the apes? They're not monkeys. They're apes, um, because <laughs> there's a difference. It's to do with the tail or not mm. having a tail, um, and also the 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 place where um, Talia uh, grows up is based on um, a place that I know in Italy, or that I discovered in Italy. Um, wow. So, so it's a little bit of what I know, a bit of inspiration from my surroundings, from my travels, a bit of um, inspiration from books that I've read about magic and stuff like that, and a little bit of doing some research and, and, and making some stuff up out of my head. Wow. scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. But there was, was a lot of planning involved in it. I mean, there's whilst it's not in the book, there is actually a map because um, I needed a map to make sense of the timings of how long it would take them to get from A to B and stuff like that because um, I wanted some accuracy in it as well. That's what I was going to ask you there. I should I should have asked you with the names of the book, but it's because I already knew. It's because we spoke about them before and before yeah. the the call and that. Um, so what what was the name of both of your books? Just so people can go and look them up and try and find them. Uh, right, one's uh, Life on the Road, and mm-hmm. uh, the other one is Zantalth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're both on Amazon. In fact, if you search my name on Amazon, you'll find me as an author and the books there. Yeah, you also have a website. I'm not like I'm ending the conversation now, but you also have a <laughs> website, GaryBurfield.me as well. That's something that people should definitely check out. But I dot, like... hey, sorry, can I correct you? It's, it's Burfield 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 hyphen Wallace dot me dot UK. Oh yeah, so it is. Yeah, it's because you gave me it. It's because I got it wrong the first time as well. <laughs> well, so... that was my fault. That's because I got it wrong and we confused each other. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever like? Because you've kind of wrote about as again places you've been, which 
again is impressive and then obviously life on the road that's that's really i'm definitely going to give that another read but i read sorry but what's 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 like one thing you necessarily like or wish you could write about because you said you only write about things that you've kind of you know know or done but is there something you want to write about that you haven't done or you what are are you are you going or currently going to write about um no one one of the biggest challenges that i've that i've had is um life on the road um that 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 kind of started off as as two as one book and two books and then it got combined into one book mm-hmm. um and i kind of got the problem with with um with living a lifestyle is when you first start it it's all sort of like fairly exciting and it's all new and it's all everything else eventually it becomes normal and try writing about normal you don't think it's very interesting anymore not 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 to write about um so there isn't any more to it that's where it stopped because it became it, uh, I hate, I don't, don't like, don't want to use the same, but it, same, it kind of felt like same old, same old. Why would anyone be interested in any more of that? Goes, <laughs> um, oh, they actually are interested. <laughs> um, but it's really hard to write about something that doesn't um, excite you, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I went on to write the, um, the fantasy adventure. Um, and there's, more to that story I mean, i've written one book and there are more books i could possibly write on that because I, I, I sort of planned more than that um but the biggest problem is is finding it's finding a, a well you, you can't find a publisher you have to go via a literary agent apparently um and finding a literary agent is um very very challenging so if any if there are any literary agents out there that would like to have a look please have a look <laughs> um, i'd love to do more to this right so you you were saying about like you want to have more books and um more books out but is there like you know how sometimes when you like uh, you do too much of one thing as you said you know you do too much of one thing people don't want to you know have anything to do with it have you ever thought about you know have you ever thought about that obviously you've thought well obviously you have thought about that but have you ever thought about like it doesn't really matter because i want to write the books have you ever th- that that's that's the important thing write for yourself do it for yourself mm-hmm. don't worry about doing it for other people mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and i think i think that's where i'm at that's where that that's me um i do things for me i don't do for things for other people as as such i do things that i enjoy doing um if i don't enjoy doing it i don't want to do it anymore you know, um, and I don't find something else that, that interests me um, in, instead. So, yeah, you know, I don't really know what else I can say about that. It, it, it's, you know, um, I don't think there's anything else that I would like to write about because there's nothing else that really sort of, I'm not that interested mm. about it. Mind you, mind you, then again, my life changes. I, I, I go through, you know, I've discovered that over time you change as a person. Mm-hmm. You grow as a person. Um, 
mind you, I think some people don't grow. I think they regress personally. But anyway, that's, uh, you know. Um, and your interests change. And I think that's what keeps you as a person interesting, keeps your life interesting. Um, it keeps me going. You know, because there's there's something when there's something new, and I, I get excited about something, and I, and I embrace it, and I start to enjoy it and love it, and you know, and then um, knowing my past record, I then start making money out of it. <laughs> That's always a good thing, though. <laughs> well, I think so. You know, I think sometimes I think, oh God, here, here we go again. You know, a hobby's turned into a, another money making scheme. <laughs> <laughs> but hey it pays the bills it, it puts food on the table yeah so, exactly exactly so what's um so you know that's it's it's yeah it's it's, it's overwhelming a little bit because considering you know you only do what you love like there's no there's no if so but so type thing so what would you say is one thing like because obviously you've, you've you've done you've the more things you kind of do are more like adventurous or they're like kind of a little bit different obviously with photography and being an offer that's like you kind of have to be like really switched on to be honest to know what a good photo is and then be able to write a good book and stuff but what what what's one what's one other thing you would say like this is what I want to do now or do you have you not found that have you not found that that one little thing you want to do next yet no I'm, I'm not not quite there yet at the moment I'm, I'm focusing on my photography mm. I have to admit um, I'm doing a lot of work um, I'm doing a lot of um, stock photography mm. um, so I'm taking a lot of photographs which is going up onto stock sites and stuff like that um, I'm, I'm focusing on that and also getting my craft a bit getting better at it because um, there's more, that, that, there's a lot more to photography than just taking a snap. Because <laughs> mm. anybody <laughs> can do that, you know what I mean? Anybody can anybody, take a photo. Anybody but... can do that. But I, I'm also into quite into editing the photographs and also getting things absolutely spot on, perfect. Because I want them, I want to be able to sell them through stock photography. And also, I get a great deal of joy, a great deal of pleasure out of um, taking photographs, editing them, and then publishing them. Mm. Um, you know I, I think for if I go out and, and you know, if I want to take some photographs of something I, d I don't take one photograph I take like 30 40 photographs mm. out of which I might be happy with three out of which um, I'll edit them and I'll get them absolutely perfect to be publishable mm. um and they're not always always they're not always um accepted you know sometimes uh, the the reviewers spot something i haven't seen or it's all or, or, or they've misunderstood mm. <laughs> you know i said it's out of focus well actually that bit's supposed to be out of focus but never mind mm. <laughs> um, you know yeah um the thing is with photography is it's 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 an art form so it's subjective mm. Mm. You know, what is perfect to me looks rubbish to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually meant it to look like that. There we go. <laughs> Never mind. Have you, because obviously you've you've always kind of been involved in quite creative stuff. Obviously, gaming designing is creative. Being, you know, being on YouTube is like a vlogger, like that type of helping people, that's creative. 
you know, photography is the same kind of thing. Have you ever done anything with music? I'm quite curious. Have you ever done any music type stuff? Oh, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. I'm not music. I am so not musical. I'm rubbish. Um, yes, I've I've had a go, but it is not my thing. <laughs> it really, no, no. Um, uh, some people have said, well, no. Um, I can clear rooms with my singing. <laughs> I can make people leave by singing. <laughs> Trust me, I'm really bad. That's uh, what I was going to ask. Never, what, what type never of... go on a road trip with me because I love to drive and I love to sing along to things. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, I get hated very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. Is it just, so you said music and things like that. Is You said, sorry, singing and things. Does, is it was it just singing or do you do you play any instruments or or more important more a better question sorry would be have you ever played any instruments no i've mm. made an attempt to learn to play the piano i've made an attempt to learn to play the guitar i i don't have the patience really i think if i'd done it when i was younger i probably would have been able to and i probably would have been good at it Mm. Um, my son is uh, was a, is a very good guitar player, uh, mm. but he learned when he was young. Um, you know, I think if I'd done it when I was a lot younger, I think possibly yes. Um, but I just don't have the patience to practice. I don't think you know. Um, I'm not that sort of person to spend hours and hours practicing and. You know, if I fail too many times, I go, that's not for me. Mm. You know, I, I, there's other things I'm good at that I'd rather go off and do. Yeah, because what did Einstein say? Like, if you keep doing, I could, I probably get this quote completely wrong for anybody that's listening, but it's worth an attempt. <laughs> I'm sure as it was, Einstein said that if you do the same thing over and over and over again and keep failing, it's the first sign of, being stupid effectively like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think you're not far off when you quote <laughs> I <laughs> I was it could be way wrong but yes. I mean yeah. yeah yes no that's right oh well okay that, that's quite encouraging because that means that um, I obviously recognise when I'm good when I'm trying to be stupid <laughs> <laughs> no I wasn't calling you that I was just saying in general that's what you know, yeah. that's what he was saying I've always kind of used that oh, analogy right. myself <laughs> But what, what's one thing you like? Well, that's a, a good question. Is what was one thing you were, you wish you were good at then? Like you wish you were could do? Is it something like else creative-wise or is it like something completely different? Actually, funnily enough, I, I, I really wish I, I, I could play an instrument <laughs> because I do enjoy... There's been quite a few times when I've um, uh, met people sort of you know in van life when you're traveling around and you meet somebody who can play a guitar mm -hmm. and everyone hangs around and and you know they're playing the guitar I think it's great mm -hmm. it's very social it's very very pleasant and it's it's lovely to lovely to hear so yeah I'd, I'd love to be able to play the guitar which is why I've had three or four attempts at learning to play the guitar but just doesn't don't have the patience to do it um not sure whether i'd ever be that good but um yeah no i, th I, th I think um, i think i've got to the age now where i realize that 
stop keep trying to do things that just are taking too long you're running out you're running out of days now gary you know <laughs> you know what what'll end up happening is you'll end up getting really good and then drop down dead brilliant <laughs> that was a waste of time you know so I, i've stopped bothering now <laughs> that's i mean that's that's one that's one way to put it but it's true to be yeah. honest there's there does come a time where you're like you have to realize that if you're just not good at something you do kind of just have to like stop doing it because it's not it's yeah. not it's not good that, effectively a, quest, a question i really like to ask people is because it catches them off guard is that what's what's your biggest flaw like what's gary's biggest flaw what would be my biggest flaw mm. i don't really know <laughs> no idea what i could call my biggest flaw that's a good thing i think my my my, my biggest flaw is that, that there are just times where i can be so miserable and snappy especially with people i love you know i i, I can i i think i can you, you say that when you're around your loved ones you can be yourself and i think sometimes that bothers me because I can be as miserable as I'll get. I really can. And I can I can take someone's head off for no apparent reason. In fact, it doesn't necessarily have to be around other people you love. I remember a job I used to have many years ago, and um, I worked in an office as a programmer. And the, the boss would call me uh, Gary Grumble. Because I was such a miserable soul. Because when I was programming, I, I was intensely involved. And if somebody come and spoke to me and broke my concentration, I'd take my head off. I would. There was another instance. I actually made this poor girl cry. And all she did was ask me if I wanted a cup of coffee. So, yeah, I think my biggest flaw is I can be snappy, miserable old git. <laughs> Where does that come from, though? I've, are you able to when it? Because I think something that um, I have, I, I don't mind admitting, I have a little bit like anxiety problems, but like I can identify what makes me be like that. So I kind of obviously, obviously, as you know, you can't avoid everything. So I don't, I, I can't avoid it. I just kind of move a little bit. But have you, have you ever like, do, do you know what makes you go like that? Or is it just, as you say, could it just be anything? Or was there specific reasons like that? No, it's just it's just it's just red mist. It, it, it's literally is that if I'm deeply concentrating on something, mm. and my whole everything is into it, 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 especially you know if I'm doing something like programming, I quite often hold lots of things in my head at once. Mm. I won't write them down or anything; they'll all be in my head. And somebody will say something to me, or something will you know there, there'll be a noise or whatever. And all those things would suddenly disappear. I would go off the handle. I would just fly into a rage in an instant. Um, I, I don't think there's any recognisable trigger. Um, you know, so, some. I think, in many respects, it's the you know you know the um, fight or flight instincts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have a flight one. Mine is literally, it is fight. Mm -hmm. I will turn around and it, it, it's a bit like, um, and one of my dogs bit me once 
mm. or grabbed hold of me really firmly um, with the intention of biting. Well, I, I, I didn't flight. I, I, I literally turned around and grabbed his head with my other hand. You know, I didn't move my arm. Um, so he didn't do any damage. But my Lord, it hurt the dog. <laughs> you know, it, 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 because I go for the pain. You know, I, I will attack what's attacking me as opposed to try and run away from it. And I think it's that, that if someone breaks my concentration, my immediate reaction is to turn and fight. Mm. Um, well, I, was... I would say that's it. But um, so, yes, oh, in fact, no, I do avoid that situation completely. I don't work in offices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i'm no i'm i'm not good in an office environment i find it too distracting mm. I find it every, no, no, everyone I moving around and everyone moving around and everyone talking and doing things and, and why aren't you working why, why are you talking you know, a dreadful boss. Don't ever have me as a boss. I'm awful. <laughs> you know, that's say, a, a sad story there for the 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 dog. But then we that that's that's quite funny. But would you say like, I I know I know I've just asked you this and understand that you don't know what it is. But is 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 it that where did where did that stem from? Have you was it over time or was have you always been like if I'm trying to do something, don't get in my way type value, or is it because obviously life. I always say to people, life is like a horse with a blinders on. There's so much stuff happening, but you've blinders on. Is that is? Do you have that same analogy as well? So, like when somebody tries to jump in front of the horse, for example, it kicks back. Is that the same with you? Because somebody gets in your way, in the sense of when you're doing something you really want to do, do you just have that? Well, I know you have that fight or flight instinct. But has that started? You know, has that only been gradually coming on? Or have you always been like that? As a child, no, I'd say it wasn't. As a child, I, I, I was very sort of like, it was all, I don't think I had a fight instinct in me at all. It was flight. It, it was literally, I'd stay out of the way. I would hide. I, I would not have, somewhere, somewhere, and I don't know where, at some point in my life, it switched. Mm. And I think... I mean, because I, I was bullied as a child, bullied a lot at school. Sorry, uh, one, of the, one of the reasons I didn't go, didn't, didn't really want to go to school. One of the reasons I hated school because I was bullied. So was that um, to be, if I'm being 100% honest, I, I feel you on that one. Yeah. Um, and I think at some point I discovered that I didn't have to be bullied. I could fight. And I think I can't even remember the, where I discovered it or how I discovered it, but at some point it suddenly changed, and suddenly I, I, I would not tolerate anything like that at all. Even now, I, I, I won't see someone being bullied. You know, I will step in. I will step in with <laughs> unnecessary levels of violence if necessary. Mm -hmm. um, not really, I, I, I won't, won't tolerate that sort of thing at all. Mm -hmm. um, very, very anti it. Um, but I can't put my finger on when that changed for me. It suddenly changed somewhere. And I don't even know why. I just know now that I have no fear. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I think something yeah. that that's that's really impressive. 
Yeah. Things don't frighten me. I, 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 I literally have no fear. You know, um, one of the things that I've spent a lot of time trying to, because I've, I've worked and I've lived and worked with dogs pretty much all my life. Oh, okay. um, and one of the things that I try and teach people is that you'll, you'll never get bitten if you show no fear. Because that they, they, they will... I've had dogs that will capitalise on fear. You know, they, they will make the move. Um, and a lot of people have, oh, I'm frightened of dogs. Don't show it. Don't show fear. That's, you know? that's a good analogy for life as well, though. Like life in general. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Actually, no, I do. There is one thing I'm frightened of. There's one thing that I have. I, and I will leave a room, an area with extreme speed over this. Okay. And that's a black and yellow jacket. What? A wasp or a bee, and I'm gone. <laughs> I was about to say, do you mean a policeman or a security guard? And you're like a wasp or a bee. <laughs> a wasp or a bee, and I'm gone. Absolutely hate the things. I think what it is is because they can get me before I can get them. And on that basis, I ain't playing. Anything else, you know, I'll, I'll front it up. I don't care whether it's a a tiger, a lion, a, a rhinoceros, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go. But a wasp or a bee? No <laughs> chance, I'm gone. <laughs> they can get me before I can get them. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that's funny. The, the, what, what, um, what's one thing like, well, in fact, yeah, to be honest with you, you are quite funny. So have you ever thought about, not necessarily, and I'm not talking about like, you know comedy type stuff but have you ever thought about writing something that has to do with being funny as in like or even like a funny story or like um have you ever thought about writing for somebody but i guess i guess if you you could because that that's the next kind of step because you have all like these you have like this creative nature about you and then you have like a you only do things you enjoy so and you obviously enjoy writing and personally and i've only met you today and you are quite funny i personally would say so have you ever thought about like maybe writing, not necessarily being like a comedian or nothing like that, that's a bit of a different thing, but even writing maybe maybe a funny book or maybe like a funny story, well, a story, and I suppose, because you, you can write a book, but a story, writing a story is like more like meaningful in that. Have you ever thought about doing something like that? That's a very good point. Uh, are you talking about just writing or, or being a ghost writer? writing yeah. yeah. That can, actually, that, can yeah, that, that, that that might be quite an interesting challenge actually that might be quite quite good fun um yeah and i could take take some uh, amusing um slants on people's uh stories or people's lives um maybe an autobiographer and, and take you know to, to seeing the amusing side of things I, I i do try and see the amusing side of things quite often things in life do amuse me greatly um very what you're saying about writing uh, uh funny stuff I, I don't always see it as funny and apparently my uh, life on the road the, the first half of the book um people have said to me it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> i don't quite see it as absolutely hilarious um it's just it is what it is <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know um i didn't think it was that funny but everyone thinks it's funny um you know you, you say i'm quite funny i'm quite amusing i don't think i'm that amusing but anyway <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah i was having a 
I'll, I'll admit it to everybody. I was having a, been having a tough few days, and I have to say, uh, you know, I interviewed somebody yesterday, and he definitely gave me some great advice. And then, and, you know, speaking to you today, and that you definitely have cheered me up. So I appreciate you both have really helped, to be honest with you, and everyone else, obviously. But <laughs> these two, yesterday and today, was having a rough day, so I appreciate that. But what, what would you say it's like? Because obviously, there's, there's obviously you kind of have like a, as I said, as I've said multiple times, a creative nature. So, but that has to be quite an that has to be quite inspiring for others as well. But what necessarily keeps you inspired every day? Like for waking up every day, what, what keeps you in, like, what keeps you inspired and keeps you going type thing? Crumbs. That's a question. That's a really good question. Some days I do wonder, some days I really don't want to get out of bed, mm. uh, you know, and I just really, you know, I do have down days. Um, but generally, it's, it's because when I, I think when I wake up, the first thing that switches on in, is my brain, is, is I start thinking, and I generally start planning. Mm-hmm. I start looking towards either I've got something to do, I've already got something to do today, and so I will immediately start planning it um, and what I'm going to do. And I think it's just that planning, that looking forward to that sort of um i'm always wanting to do something i don't like i'm not the sort of person that can sit down and just watch tv all day or the sort of person that can sit down and do nothing Mm. i've got to do something i've got to find something to do um I think that's just that's just me, and that's that's what motivates me, what keeps me going. It's always looking for something new. Um, and if the biggest problem, if if I've got a new um, thing to do, a new hobby, a new um, excitement, um, whatever, then oh, I'm up early. I'm an early bird, but I'm up even earlier. I can't sleep because I'm sort of like. I want to. I want to go and do this. I want to get on. You know, I've got it all buzzing around in my head, and I've got to get. I'm going to get on and do it. It's exciting, and you know, <laughs> you know, that's me. Um, you know, I'll go to bed early. I'm. 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 I'm a in bed quite early person, but I'm up early. Mm. Um, even throughout all my programming days, um, I would get a day's work done before anyone even got before anyone started work for before nine o'clock in the morning i'd get all my work done i get my day's work done before nine mm-hmm. you know um because i found that was the best time to do anything because there was no one to bother me you know mm-hmm. the phone didn't ring you know everyone else in the house you know if i was in a household with other people as the kids or whatever they were still all in bed Everyone was asleep and I could just do my thing, mm. <laughs> you know, um, with, with, with absolute focus. And I think that's what motivates me. Come the end of the day, I'm, I'm far less motivated. Um, I'm sort of, um, yeah, I can watch telly for a bit and then I want to just go to bed. Mm. You know, I'm shattered. What, what's your... Five. <laughs> <laughs> What's um so something that I'm I'm personally intrigued about, um to be honest with you, is you've never had the kind of obviously anybody that does have nine to five, and I constantly say this when I say this to people, you know, good for you if that's what you want, but necessarily 
the people I speak to aren't like that. So what what's 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 yourself like? What made yourself want to have this uh, like this adventurous kind of lifestyle and like just to be honest with you, an incredibly great one uh, and different. But so what what because that's obviously not nine to five. So what what was the the thing that you were like? I don't want this nine to five stuff. I want to do this type of stuff. What was because there there has to be something in you that made you want to do that. Was it your creative? you know your creative mind or was it like something completely different i think it's there's a there's a great quote you just reminded me of and i think it was sir winston churchill that said that um every now and then some people will come across an opportunity will fall will fall over an opportunity Mm -hmm. most people will just get up dust themselves down and carry on as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not that sort of person. I'm the sort of person that will be always looking out for something new, something exciting, an opportunity, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So which is why I'm not a nine to five person. Now, you're right. I think people that do um, nine to five jobs or that, that, that do things that, that don't interest me, you know, work in a shop or, or um, work in a restaurant or, or, or whatever, whatever they do, mm. all their jobs, um, you know, a waitress or a waiter. And I, I admire them and I am grateful that they want to do that because they want to, because it makes my life easier. You know, mm. if I go to a restaurant, it's nice to have someone waiting on me. That's nice. And I appreciate that. It's mm. not my thing. Mm. Um probably why I appreciate it more than, than, than um, what I do. But um, I'm not that person. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody that wants to do, that's looking for something new all the time. Never, never miss an opportunity, which is why when I got your invitation, I thought, oh, that sounds exciting. This is something new, something exciting. Mm. You know, let, let's do this. You know that that's that's exciting. It's something something different. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. That, so and and to be honest with you, you well, you've made me look at my life from a slightly different angle, and I thought, well, actually, oh, no. <laughs> I've had a good life, haven't I? It's been rather good. Oh, I didn't realise. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to turn around and say something like, you made me look at my life this way. And I'm, oh, no, I felt like, oh, Jesus, what have I just done? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. You made, made, made me realise that, uh, um, you know, there's times when I think everyone gets depressed, everyone gets down. And, and I'm one of those that, that I do. I do suffer from depression from time to time. And, and um, I hear that. Sometimes it's over the most stupid things, but anyway, um, and it becomes very difficult to look um, to look positively when you're in that state. It becomes very challenging, and yeah. uh, something like this uh, is great because it, it, it makes you talking to somebody else. I've all, I've, I've always thought that when I'm depressed, that when I'm fed up, that talking doesn't do any good whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, I've just realised I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, oops, got that wrong. Um, yeah, I've just, just dawned on me how wrong I am on that score. 
So you said yeah. you said that your depression gets up for um if you don't mind me asking this question, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, fine. it gets your depression gets up over stupid things, but it's not stupid things though. That's the thing is so I don't think you should think if 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 I can give you any <laughs> advice, I don't think you should ever say that. I think like it may you may think it shouldn't get you down, but it's, it's Sorry, me, all right, I'll rephrase that. Over trivial things. That's better, yeah. That's better. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. When I say stupid things, I mean trivial things. Yeah. So, so, sorry. I was trying to make you feel better there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, no, no. You're right. Something that, um, you know, people will be, like, curious about in that is that, because obviously you do have quite, as, as I've said before, quite an adventurous life. It's, like, quite, it's different. And obviously being different is the best way to be. 100 percent couldn't couldn't i couldn't agree with that myself more there but what's what's you know i've never asked you this you know and and i you know and there was a reason you know i didn't ask you this before because i want to like you know hear your answer for the first time now but what's what's one thing you're like i wished i did that or i'd wished you know it happened this well in fact what's one thing you'd you'd wish you did and then what's one thing you'd wished you'd that wish you'd wish that had happened, if that makes sense. If I'm making sense there. <laughs> the one thing that I have always had a dream of doing that I have never done and I can now never, ever do, and that is I've always wanted to fly in a jet off an aircraft carrier. Wow. Wow. I know that sounds rather odd, but it has actually always been a dream of mine to actually, because... Um, I understand a bit. I understand a bit about flight and everything else, and and I used to love going on roller coasters and the G forces and everything else. But just to fly off an aircraft carrier, the amount of thrust and force involved in doing that um, must be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> must be so cool, and I've always wanted to do that. And when I was much younger, you, I was used to dream that I would make enough money one day to, if necessary, buy an Air Force, an aircraft, an aircraft, just so that I could have a go of doing that once. They could then keep the aeroplane, fine, whatever, <laughs> you know, but I just wanted to be able to do that. And that's the one thing that I've always wished. In fact, just to, to I mean, I used to love flying. Mm -hmm. I used to adore flying. Um, my last flight from um, Gibraltar, to England and back again was absolutely horrendous because I can no longer fly because my body doesn't tolerate it anymore. Mm. Uh, it, it's the it's the, the low oxygen levels because I'm I have health issues now, and um, if I was to actually get in an aircraft that could accelerate at that speed, it would kill me. <laughs> so, <hear> that. <laughs> so that's a dream I've had to. Um, well, forget about it now. Yeah. Well, hang on. So you've, <laughs> you've, you've done plenty of other great things, to be honest with you. Like, not trying to, like, you know, big, you know, just trying to, just being brutally honest, to be 100%. But I think something that, um, because I'm, 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 you know, cu curious with yourself, to be honest with you, because you have a, you know, because of your, like, the, the life you've led in that, I think that, and you're leading, I should say, I think that who, who was like maybe one person, We'll say one. I always, always ask this: one non-celebrity, and then one kind of, you know, hypothetically, one celebrity that could be that could be literally anybody that you kind of look up to 
like maybe when you were younger or even even just now just like anybody in general or majority when you were younger like when you had this you know when you when you were traveling and when you had this you know great adventurous career rums one non-celebrity i i I really um i can't think of anyone as a non-celebrity i've had lots of people come through my life and and um i've had lots of friends that i've made and and we've moved on uh, i find the funniest thing with with sorry i'm going to digress slightly because you just made me think of something it's all right but one of the funniest things i find with um with with people uh with friends is that you meet them and you, you're great friends for a while but all so often in fact normally you grow separate, you grow apart, and and you don't so much lose the friends as you just don't involve with them as much as you were at first. Mm. Um, interesting, but anyway, um, sorry, <laughs> just a, a no, I can I can I can completely relate. Um, I can add a bit in there. Uh, the the uh, I can def if you know I don't mind to butt into you. I just want to you know be able to say something on top of that. I actually had a friend of. Now I'm 26 now, and I met this guy when I was about 11, 12. And last year we stopped talking, and that was one of the most hardest things I've had to go through. He was like my best part. Like I've only had like I have the type of person that has like a a little circle of people. I don't have loads of friends because I just I, it's too it's too much. I have a circle of people that I really, 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 truly have known like my whole life type thing. And he was he was one of them outside my actual family that I actually trusted and brought into the family. And then he you know i don't really want to want to really get into it to be honest with you but he he kind of like did something and then it kind of made the relationship break down and the fact because it was family eventually so i can definitely yeah. relate to like people coming in your life and leaving i can 100 relate to that yeah yeah it, it, it had, I, I think um over the years i've i've got the hang of that now and i i, I accept that you know um and i don't get hung up on people that then move on um or i move on sometimes it's me you know i have said that i can be grumpy miserable git i suppose (laughs) um you know um and i accept that and i know there's there's somebody else that i'm going to meet shortly you know um who's going to be brought into the new circle the circle's constantly changing uh, circle of life, I guess you know, <laughs> to, wow. to uh, put a spin on it. You're definitely giving me things to think about by saying saying stuff because there's situations at the moment where, you know, I always worry about like people leaving and people coming back. But like, I, you know, I have to say, you definitely giving me stuff to you know think about in that sense. But I still want to give. I still want to figure out who are these people are that you look up to. I still want to figure that one out. So. Yeah, I don't. This, this is the trouble. I, I, I think if I, if I'm, I suppose as heroes are concerned, um, I mean, I was brought up as a James Bond fan. I suppose my hero is James Bond. Oh, who's your favourite <laughs> yeah. one? Oh, it's got to be Sean Connery. I'm sorry, oh, I'm Sean. I mean, that that that's my era. Or know. Pierce Brosnan. I mean, good. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was good, but no, not 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 like Sean Connery. I mean, Sean Connery was the man, you know. I mean, he had the he had the women, you know. He had the gadgets, he had the cars, the, the exciting life. But it was 
perfect, brilliant. You 100%. know, that, that's my sort of thing. Um, but um, <sighs> heroes. I think that doesn't have to be a hero. Maybe that's one of my, maybe that's one of my problems that I don't really have a hero as such, or or so. Mind you, they do say never meet heroes. No. Well, <laughs> um, well, I could tell you a story about that actually. I uh, interviewed a guy from um, different, you know, from a uh, talk sport. Uh, Simeon Wright was his name. What what a night! What like you know what an incredibly successful guy for his age and stuff. To be perfectly honest with you. And he said that he's met all his, like, he's met, like, some famous, famous footballers. Obviously, obviously he can't name who it is because NDA is and that. But he said he's met a lot of his idols. And he actually, and I asked him, I was like, should you actually meet your idols? And he said, yeah, like, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there is that side of stuff. And then there is people that say never do it. But there is people out there that say you should do it type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I suppose. I mean, there, there was, um, just before the pandemic hit... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I was heavily into YouTube and, and, and stuff like this. I was actually arranging to meet um, up with uh, two or three of um, my, my YouTube heroes, I suppose you could call that, um, and I was all planning to go to a, 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 um, a show, and a, well, a, a camper van show and a meet, uh, where I was actually going to get to meet some of these some of these really really cool people uh, mm. that were uh, on YouTube, and um, it never happened because the pandemic things got cancelled and everything else. And um, I still hope to do that one day because they they they, they seem like really really nice people. Um, I'm hoping that they just like they are on on their YouTube channel. Mm. <laughs> What's um, what is what. You know, I think like something that I'm intrigued to ask um, yourself about as well, because obviously you you know you do have quite quite a bit of subscribers on YouTube and views and things like that, which is way more than what I do. But I think like something. Have you ever had to like think about what you post on social media and stuff like that due to you know certain things, or has it just literally been you know it doesn't phase you what people think, or have you got that type of thing you were like maybe I should not post this or post that or I'm not talking about anything dodgy and all that. I'm just talking about stuff and it could be anything in general. You know, something you write, you're like, maybe I shouldn't have put that up. Or have you never really came across that? Generally, um, generally, no. I don't give a rat's what's it about what people think of me. Um, however, there have been times, and I, I, I can't think of exactly what, but there have been times when I've gone, actually, no that's a little bit too near the knuckle or that's a little bit too, um, no, 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 I shouldn't post that. That's not a good idea. Um, that really will. I, I, I think if, if I think it will offend some people or offend a lot of people, I won't do it mm. um, because I don't want to seriously upset people. You know, that's not me. Um, however, if just being me, you know, somebody finds that offensive or that's their problem. But I'm not going to go out of my way to purposely offend people um, or even accidentally offend a lot of people. You know, if I'm going to say something way off the mark, then no, stop, think about it, don't post that. Or if I've just been an absolute complete in front of the camera 
think, no, I'm not going to post that because I'm sorry. I've just watched that back and I'm sorry. I look very, very stupid. <laughs> there are limits. You know, mm. you, have to, you have to have certain limits. Um, and I must admit, some of my early some of my early YouTube stuff, I'd like to pull that and take it away. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But then again, you know, it, it's, and I think when you watch a lot of other YouTubers and they, 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 they look back on their early stuff, they say exactly the same thing. And yes, they're absolutely awful <laughs> because that's how you learn. Mm. And I think it's good to leave stuff like that up because everyone needs to learn. And it's nice to see, it's nice for people that are just starting to learn that's, you know, um, that's fine. What you're doing is right. Yes, look awful. It's fine. It's okay. Mm. You know. <laughs> well, I want to... Um... I want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you for your time because what a, a, a interesting, thought-provoking conversation we've we've had, and I'm sure people will really value this because it's as people can probably tell, I get taken back when I speak to you know these type of people that are driven and are you know just different than people because I admire I admire difference in people. Like I don't necessarily admire money. That doesn't money comes, money goes. You know whatever i don't admire fancy car i like i like cars but i don't i don't admire that what i do admire is people that are willing to be different so i do want to say a huge 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 thank you to yourself for your time and this tuesday morning i really want to say thank you thank you no and thank you very much for um, for for choosing me and interviewing me and i've learned a lot from this as well um yeah. so and i wish you all the best in the future with 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 your channel and, and your your um, podcast and um, yeah, I'm I'm a subscriber by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't actually been managed. I'll I'll be honest with people. I haven't been managed to get into that episode, so I definitely will go on after this and see if I can get. And every time I go on my subscribers, it tells me what number I've got, and then it's like it never ever tells me who it is. So I'm going to need to figure something. I'm going to need to figure. I'm still not good with that type of stuff to be honest with you. So I'll fi I'll figure it out eventually. But <laughs> what um what I want to say is that. Have you got it? Well, obviously, I know you have social media and I know you have YouTube, but do you want to tell everybody so they can, you know, go and follow you and they can, you know, subscribe to your channel and stuff like that? So I want my, my subscription detail. Um, well, actually, if you go onto my website, burfield-wallace at me.uk, mm. um, that tells you a little bit about me. And right down the bottom is all the um, social media icons. Just click on them and do. Which will, so if you want to, um, otherwise, search my name, Burfield Wallace. Yeah, it literally comes up straight away, people. That's what I did. As soon as I realised that that's it, it comes oh, up like it, the first thing. Yeah, fortunately, I've got a fairly unique name. So, you, do. Uh, you know, other, other than my sons, <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah, it'll be me. Mm. So what, um, what's, what's one thing you want to tell people before we, before we just, to, just to finish on, like a, we have been finished, we've finished on a nice note anyway, but what's one thing you want to tell people just to finish on a note that necessarily want to go and do what you did and want to follow their dreams versus doing the normal kind of like nine to five job, what's one thing you want to tell people? Be brave, just do it. Now, I know that sounds really easy, 
Um, and, and it's not, and for some people it's really, really difficult, but you need to just bite the bullet and just do it. You won't regret it. If it's your dream, if it's your passion, or even if you think it might be, just do it. Just try something. Just try. If it goes wrong, you can go back to doing what you were doing. But the chances are it won't go wrong or it won't go that badly wrong. And your life will be so much better for just doing it. Hmm. And on that note, I, I want, again, what great advice. And I want to say a very thank you to everybody that watched. And I'm sure you guys will definitely go and follow Gary on social media. You'll definitely check his website out. Again, everything, all his social media, his YouTube and stuff, again, as always, guys, will be in the bio. It always is. But again, I want to say like, comment, subscribe. Thank you very much for watching. And Gary, I really hope you have a nice day. And I thank you for your time. Thank you very much indeed. See you later on.